Welcome to Habibi Life, where we share practical advice to help you live an abundant life. Our goal is to help you fall in love with yourself by providing information and inspiration to help you reach your highest and your healthiest potential. This is episode 32, Anti-Inflammatory Nutrition. A recent announcement by the USC Keck School of Medicine highlights nutrition as a possible solution for those suffering from long COVID. Symptoms include difficulty thinking or concentrating, sleep problems, a change in taste or smell, and depression and anxiety. According to federal statistics, millions of people suffer from long-term COVID. And currently, there are no established treatments for the condition. Because the thing is, no one fully understands how long COVID works or why it affects certain people, but not others. What they do know is that people who suffer from long COVID are more likely to have moderate to severe inflammation. The thought is, in addition to a diet that addresses said inflammation, scientists will test a medical food product to help with long COVID symptoms. So in effect, they are conducting human trials for the eventual release of what looks to be a pharmaceutical. To be clear, nothing I've seen to date classifies it as a pharmaceutical, but I refer to the old saying that if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, well, you know. Regardless, what's interesting about this announcement is that they are giving this, quote, medical food grade product to patients in addition to a specific diet that helps lower inflammation and help with overall health and wellness. So it stands to reason that if a person is dealing with high levels of inflammation, there should be foods that they can eat to help lower that inflammation, right? Right. So if you're not among those who've been chosen for the Keck medicine trials, don't worry. If you're completely disinterested in taking a pill or a potion to help lower your inflammation, you're in luck. A little more research into the wonders of a whole food nutrition plan might be for you. There are plenty of whole foods that can help lower your inflammation and long COVID or not can help you truly reach your highest and your healthiest potential. Before we get into the foods that fight inflammation, let's remind ourselves of the foods that can cause inflammation. They aren't exactly a mystery. Unless you've been actively ignoring all forms of health and wellness media, you're likely familiar with the list of things that might taste good initially, but end up making you pay dearly down the line. Chronic inflammation is believed to be the leading driver of diseases like cancer, heart disease, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, arthritis, and even obesity. Anti-inflammatory foods include refined carbohydrates like white bread and pastries, french fries and other fried foods, soda and other sugar-sweetened beverages, red meat, like burgers and steaks, and processed meat, like hot dogs and sausage, margarine, shortening, and lard. Warnings about these foods have been around for years, but that hasn't stopped millions of people from consuming them. 
The truth is, warnings aside, all foods don't impact all bodies the same way. So while we know that these foods can cause inflammation, there's no guarantee that if you eat them, you will automatically get inflammation. And anyone who screams such a thing at you in the hopes of scaring you into doing what they want is most likely trying to sell you something. Such is the nature of the wellness industry. These foods exist. People eat them. Not everyone who eats them is doomed to an eternity of inflammation and gout. It's best to approach all of this information in a balanced and informed way. I invite you to look at the list of inflammatory foods this way. If you do get inflammation, these are the kinds of foods you might want to avoid. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get into the things you can eat to reduce inflammation. First, olive oil. I know, I know. There are a ton of influencers and creators out there screaming about the inflammatory effects of oils. But let's leave rhetoric out of this and just take a look at the science. Research shows that extra virgin olive oil can reduce inflammation mainly because it's high in antioxidants. The key antioxidant is oleocanthal which reportedly works in much the same way as the anti-inflammatory drug ibuprofen. Research also suggests that the main fatty acid in olive oil, oleic acid, can reduce levels of important inflammatory markers. One study shows that olive oil antioxidants can also inhibit some of the genes and proteins that drive inflammation. Next, Leafy green vegetables. Okay, now this is something that you'll hear preached over and over and over again at nauseam. Eat your greens. Dark leafy greens like spinach and kale and collards are well documented to truly do your body a ton of good. Spinach contains vitamin E, which can help fight inflammation in the body. What's more, spinach is low in carbs, but high in insoluble fiber. That fiber can help bulk up the stool as food passes through your digestive system. That can help prevent constipation and keep things moving in the best possible way. Spinach is also rich in minerals, including vitamin A, vitamin C, folic acid, iron, and calcium. Kale is full of beta carotene and vitamin C. It also contains flavonoids and polyphenols. In layman's terms, it contains a whole bunch of excellent stuff that can help reduce inflammation and prevent a whole host of chronic diseases. It can help lower your cholesterol, support eye health, and may even help promote weight loss. And if you're just grossed out by the idea of kale raw or cooked, consider putting it in a smoothie. A little kale, a little fruit, some lemon, and a hit of ginger, it's actually pretty good. Collard greens may be more of an acquired taste, but they pack quite the nutritional punch. In addition to reducing inflammation, collard greens contain both vitamin K and calcium, which are important for bone health. 
This dark leafy green also supports eye, heart, and digestive health. Collards are typically a staple around this time of year because we're headed into the official holiday season. They are often enjoyed cooked, but they can be shredded and massaged to be eaten raw in a salad. Collards are traditionally tough, so it's best to reduce them in size and density before trying to consume them raw. Okay, now that I've hopefully convinced you that dark leafy greens are the key to your nutritional salvation, let's move on. Nuts, like almonds or walnuts, are also amazing at helping to reduce inflammation. Almonds can help reduce oxidative stress because they are a fantastic source of antioxidants. Almonds also contain calcium and phosphorus, which are good for bone health. They can help curb blood sugar spikes after meals, which is key for people with diabetes. Researchers have found that almonds can both strengthen and protect your gastrointestinal tract. Walnuts have greater antioxidant activity than any other common nut. They contain vitamin E, melatonin, and polyphenols. Walnuts are also significantly higher in omega-3 fatty acids than any other nut. There is evidence that these nuts can help lower blood pressure and reduce your risk for type 2 diabetes. Walnuts can help support healthy weight loss and may even also help prevent cancer. On to fruit, which, because of their sugar content, has been vilified by some of the less educated members of the wellness community. Please don't skip the fruit. Along with the sugar in the fruit comes fiber and a whole host of minerals that help keep your body healthy and thriving. Fruits like strawberries, blueberries, cherries, and oranges can help reduce inflammation. Strawberries are packed with vitamin C, which can support your immune system and help protect you from all of the germs and other crap we tend to come in contact with on a daily basis. They may also help manage your blood sugar, lower your cholesterol, and protect you against heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. Blueberries are one of the best natural sources of antioxidants. In fact, they are believed to have one of the highest antioxidant levels of all common fruits and vegetables. Blueberries are packed with flavonoids, which have antiviral, anti-cancer, and anti-inflammatory properties. They are also high in fiber, vitamin C, and vitamin K. Cherries, which you'll likely have to wait until next summer to enjoy at their peak, are full of B vitamins, potassium, manganese, copper, and magnesium. Several studies have been done on cherries to highlight their anti-inflammatory effects on the human body. Cherries have also been found to boost exercise recovery and may also help improve symptoms of arthritis and gout. While you might have to wait for cherries, you do not have to wait for oranges. You can get those right now at your local grocery store or farmer's market. Oranges contain lots of fiber, 
which can help keep your blood sugar levels in check, reduce high cholesterol, and help prevent cardiovascular disease. It's important to note that all of the fruits and vegetables mentioned in this podcast are best consumed in their whole state. While it might be more convenient to juice them, you lose the benefit of the fiber and the fruit and the vegetables ability to move through your body in a way that helps you absorb everything that it has to offer over a period of time. Consuming one or several of the foods mentioned in this episode can go a long way to help you combat and even prevent inflammation. You don't have to eat everything and you certainly don't have to consume them all at once. Take your time and do what's possible for yourself. True wellness habits are those that work for your individual needs and your individual lifestyle. I've said it before, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. We hope you found this information helpful. If you'd like to learn more, please check out the latest issue of Habibi Life magazine. You can find it on HabibiBody.com, HabibiBodySport.com, HabibiLife.org, and ShahadaKareem.com. We are off next week, but we'll return on October 30th. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us when we return for the next episode.